what the hell? What's going on? <sighs> what the hell? Hello, Kodo Man. You like to watch movies on Halloween? Like some scary movies? Well, no, 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 no. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you like to watch slasher movies too? Well, I haven't seen that many slasher films. I mean, I mean, maybe some scary movies have some slasher moments like Psycho and maybe The Shining. <laughs> no, I mean, Street on Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street? I have, yes. I mean, please don't kill me, whoever you are. I am Kodo Kruger, and I'm here for you to review A Nightmare on Elm Street. How would you like to review it, boy? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh goodness. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? I hear it's a pretty good film. Well, I heard that this next film I'm going to talk about is actually pretty good. Good evening, and welcome to another spooky episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. My nightmare, right now, I bid you welcome as your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the horror, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. What? Who are you talking to? Well, I'm talking to the audience, Kodo Kruger. Whoa, not, whoa, 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 hold on, man. Hold on, man. I'm taking you over this show now. <laughs> Hello, fellow uh, Kodo Cinema viewers and listeners. This is Kodo Kruger. Yeah, that is right, folks. I am inside Kodo Man's Nightmare. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's speaking in a somewhat of a Hitchcockian voice, I should I should say. Yes, that is true, Kodo Kruger. Okay, can you go back to your normal voice? Alright, 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 Kodo Kruger. I mean, whatever, whatever you say. Alright. So, anyway, um, Kodo Kruger and I, we're going to talk about what is arguably one of the greatest slasher films of all time. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah! That's what I'm talking about, Kodo Man! <laughs> uh, this is going to be a scary one because I'm in a nightmare right now. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> so just to give a brief rundown, A Nightmare on Elm Street is a 1984 American supernatural slasher film written and directed by, you guessed it, Wes Craven. Oh, hell yeah! Wes Craven's the man, bro! Wes Craven produced and directed... Well, actually, no. Wes Craven written the film while being produced by Robert Robert Shea. And it stars Heather Lang- Langenkamp, John Saxon, Ro- Ronnie Blakely, Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, and, of course, the, the film debut of Johnny Depp. So... So anyway, technically, I well, technically on my part, I haven't really watched that many slasher films, to say the least. I mean, of course, yeah, you got uh, Friday the Thirteenth, 
and of course Halloween with Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if The Shining counts. I mean, yeah, Jack Nicholson's character Jack Torrance was 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 on a killing spree with with an axe. I mean, I don't know if that counts. Does that count, Cody Krueger? Hmm, I'm a little bit up to debate on that. <laughs> you better get to your review of your film, or else your nightmare is about to end. <laughs> okay, 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 well, anyway, what do I think about this film? Well, I actually liked it. I really do. I really like this film. I mean, I know I'm sounding like like I didn't enjoy it, but I actually did like it. I really like it. Are you sure about that? <laughs> of course I'm sure. I mean, look, listen, listen. I mean, I like how I really like the 80s aspects of the film. I mean, sure, it came out in 1984, but it really does bring in a good sense of 80s vibe and, of course, some scary horror style. Oh, really? You better believe. Well, you better believe it. Well, anyway, I I really do like how the film really opens, and it kind of foreshadows the idea of how Freddy Krueger was able to get his to get his glove with his with his glove and his knives. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That opening credit scene is actually pretty cool. I mean, especially when he gets all those, but he puts in all the knives in his hand, in his hands, well, in the glove that he makes, just so he can make it. Make it creepy, <laughs> and of course we get the I mean, of course we get the sweater too, the the red and green striped sweater that he wears, and a fedora, but and of course the fedora hat. But was also pretty, was also pretty creepy is the fact that Tina Tina Gray is having a nightmare of this, and this is set in the in what looks to be a boiler room of some sort. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're right about that, Kodo man. So, so any, anyway, but speaking of which, I mean, were, weren't you in a boiler room of some sort? I mean, I was in a similar boiler room, kind of like where Freddy Krueger is. I mean, hey, we, we both we both kind of shared the same same similar story storyline. I mean, hey, I mean, hey, I'm a night. Hey, he's a nightmare. I'm a nightmare as well. I mean, technically, I'm having a nightmare as well. Keep, keep going with the review, Kodo man. Okay, okay, okay. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. So anyway, um, I do like how how it's T Tina's nightmare, the fact that, and the fact that she's she's really dreaming about this, knowing that this, that this kill that this slasher killer is going is literally killing teenagers in their nightmares, which is basically the point of Freddy Kr Freddy Krueger Kr Krueger's goal, killing killing his victims during the night. Tina Gray awakens from a terrifying nightmare wherein a disfigured man wearing a blade-fixed glove attacks her in a boiler room. Basically the point of the opening. As I mentioned, until then her mother points out four mysterious slashes on her nightgown. Oh, yep, I'm noticing something of that. The following morning, Tina's best friend, Nancy Thompson, yep, that's basically the main character, Nancy Thompson, and and Nancy's boyfriend, Glenn, Glenn Lance, who's actually being played by, you guessed it, Johnny Depp. Hey, Johnny Depp's the man. Well, he would actually would later go on to play another character who has who has scissors for hands. Hey, 
Very kind of similar, kind of similar to hey, he's basically a similar character to Freddy Krueger, but this time around, uh, Edward had uh, scissors for hands on both hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But anyway, but anyway, Glenn and Nancy counsel her, revealing that they each also had a nightmare the previous night. Oh yeah, triple nightmare. Am I right? The two stay at Tina's house when Tina's mother goes out of town, where she s discovers that Nancy also had a nightmare about the disfigured man. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, boy. Tina's boyfriend, Rod Lane, interrupts their sleepover. When Tina falls asleep, she dreams of the, of the dis disfigured man chasing her. And this is probably the moments where... We where we get to see Freddy Krueger go go in for the first kill, and T and T and then Freddy was like compare compares himself to God. Basically his, basically his glove, basically his blade fixed glove, saying, "This is God. This is God. <laughs> you bet, you bet he's being God, all right. I mean, he even stretches his hands out. I mean, you see Freddy Krueger." Stretching his hands out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I remember that. Until then, Freddy Krueger chases her into the house, and then, and then somehow, um, somehow Rod is Rod wakes up to this whole to the whole nightmare thing that Tina is getting thrown around to the room like a rag doll, and then somehow, somehow gets dragged and fatally slashed by an unseen force like. Rod is seeing this. Rod is seeing this, but he doesn't know who's doing it. Even though, even though we don't know who's doing it, Freddy Krueger is killing Tina. I mean, Rod flees the scene, and Nancy and Glenn awaken, woke up to find Tina blood, bloodied and dead. Basically, we get to see the first kill of the film. Yep, damn straight, damn straight, Kodo man. Yeah, that's true. So then, the next morning, Nancy's police. Police, fa policeman, father Don Thompson arrests Rod despite his pleas of innocence. So technically, Rod is falsely accused of murdering Tita. At school, Nancy falls asleep in class and dreams that the man chases her to the boiler room where she is cornered. She then deliberately burns her arm on a pipe. The burn startles her awake in class and noticed the burn mark on uh, on her arm technically technically this was a nightmare but the, what is going on right now is that that nancy was also dreaming of freddy krueger as well meaning the fact that she's the next victim she's the she's the next victim <laughs> that's right freddy krueger is coming coming to get nancy i mean inside i mean I mean, he almost did inside the school. I mean, even the fact that Freddy Freddy tells Nancy tells Nancy, "Hey Nancy, don't run in the hallway." Or where's your where's your where's your hall pass, Nancy? <laughs> I mean, why would why would why would Nancy need a hall pass during a nightmare? I don't get it. Don't don't you don't you think Kodo Kruger? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so moving for okay, moving for okay, so moving forward. Technically, Nancy is struggling to sleep because of because of the whole Freddy Krueger situation that is going on. In fact, she visits Rod at the police station, who describes Tina's death along with his own recent nightmares. 
about the same man stalking her in her dreams, making Nancy believe that the man killed Tina. I mean, that is definitely true. Freddy Krueger killed Tina. So then at home, we get to see seeing Nancy falling asleep in the bathtub, and and we get to see a pr pretty cool shot of Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger using his using his blade using his blade fixed glove trying to kill trying to kill Nancy. I mean, I will admit the shot, the I mean, the shot in the bathtub. I will say this: that was a pretty cool. I mean, a, ni a nice use of cinematography. I mean, a nice use of cinematography. But, but man, was isn't that a creepy scene? Unfortunately, Nancy wakes wakes up to a knock on the door and then falls asleep again. But this time, only, almost being drowned, almost being drowned by the man, basically being Freddy Krueger. So that Nancy then depends on caffeine to stay awake and invites Glenn to watch over her as she sleeps. In her dream, Nancy sees the man who is already who is ready to kill Rod in his cell. But then turns his turns his attention towards her. So technically, this is Freddy Krueger going inside Rod's cell. And what? And do you know what Freddy Krueger does, Kodo Krueger? Yeah, I know what, what Freddy Krueger does. He uses the bed sheets to hang Rod. That is that is freaking scary. That is that is freaking scary to you, right? To be fair, that is pre pretty scary right there. I mean, yeah, I mean. Damn, that that is that is messed up. That is a messed up scene. So then, so then at Rod, so so then uh, the man kills Rod or Freddy Krueger by wrapping bed sheets around his neck, staging it as a suicide via hanging. At Rod's funeral, Nancy's parents became so worried about 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 her dreams. Even her mother Marsh takes her to a sleep disorder clinic at a at a hospital or. Or something, and in a dream, Nancy grabs the man's fedora with the name Fred Krueger written in it, and pulls it into the real world. Now, to be fair, I don't really understand how that usually works, but for a supernatural horror film, I guess it kind of makes sense. I also like the fact of how, of how Nancy's mother and the doctor are just wa are just are just basically watching like the test results to see what's happen what's gonna happen to Nancy. It's kind of like one of those like moments like where he's like, okay, so what's gonna happen during a nightmare? What what re reading signals are gonna look like when she's having a nightmare? Like, that's pretty. I mean, that's a little creative, but also knowing the fact that yeah, Nancy's gonna have a nightmare, knowing the fact that Freddy Krueger's gonna come come get her. Ooh yeah, ooh yeah. Hold on, hold on, Koda Krueger. I'm not done yet. So then the house gets barricaded. Marge explains that Krueger was an insane child murderer who killed 20 children but was released on a technicality and then burned alive by the victim's parents living on their street seeking vigilante justice. Nancy realizes that Kruger, now a vengeful ghost, is killing her and her friends out of revenge and to, and, and to like literally, literally go on a killing spree, killing spree as a psychopath. I mean, whole, holy crap. I mean now, I mean yeah. So basically, Freddy Krueger. So basically, 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 Freddy Krueger was yep, yep, a real life man. Now he's a ghost haunting people's dream dreams for nightmares. Jeez, isn't that something that 
wow, so basically, is he basically uh, doing like a multiverse or something? Kind of like, like, doc, like, like a nightmare character from Doctor Strange or something? Uh, I don't know about Doctor Strange, but to be fair, a nightmare like this can be like a multiverse. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that, Kodo Kruger. Hey, you better... Oh, you don't know? Oh, I'm about this close to... About this close to tear... To taking that microphone away from you and shoving pretty hard. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Take it easy, Kodo Kruger. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, you better finish your review. Breaking down that film for your review. All right, all right, all right. Oh, gosh. Okay, oh, God. Okay. Okay, so, anyway... Nancy tried to get a hold of Glenn to warn him, but somehow, uh, Glenn's father, Glenn's father, literally pulls a plug of the phone. Or actually, not really, but tell, but literally takes the phone for Glenn. No, not Glenn. Well, actually, uh, Glenn's mother answered the phone, but but Glenn's father took the phone t and tells her to like, oh, he'll see you tomorrow. So then Glenn falls asleep and somehow is get gets killed by you guessed it, Freddy Krueger. And the bed turns, and, and Glenn gets sucked into his own bed by Freddy Krueger and turns it into what is actually supposed to be a blowhole bed or something because because the, the bed spews out blood. Kind of like, you know, how like in a whale, the whale's got like a little no like a little nose on top of his head. I think it's called a spout, spout or a water spout or something. I, I don't really remember, don't really remember some sort. But yeah, that's kind of like the point. A blowhole, part of the blow. I think that's how, that's how it is. So basically, the bed turns into a blowhole that that spews out blood all over the room. Even Glenn's mom is horrified and scared. Even the music, even the music, really adds to the tension. By the way, it's electronic music, and I think it's actually pretty cool. And it's actually a good use too, especially how they use the electronic music in the opening. <laughs> Hell yeah, that electronic music rocks. So anyway, the police arrive to find that Kruger has escaped from the bait. Well, actually, actually, no, no. I'm a, let me back up. Oh, oh, you're skipping a few lines, sir, Kodo man. I'm about this close to scratching you. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna, okay, all right, okay, okay. So now Glenn and Glenn is dead. Now alone, Nancy puts. Puts Marsh to sleep and asks Don, who is across the street investigating Glenn's death, to break into the house in 20 minutes. Nancy rigs booby traps around the house and grabs Kruger out of the dream and into the real world. And uh, this is actually pretty creative. Like now we got Freddy Kruger in the real world, about and now they're both fighting, fighting each other. Like Freddy Kruger is ready to, ready to to kill Nancy, but Nancy stops him. With all the booby traps, what is what is this a precursor or Home Alone or something? So anyway, the booby traps affect Kruger enough that Nancy can light him on fire and lock him in the basement. I mean, I mean that does foreshadow the fact that Kruger, Freddy Kruger, was burnt alive, according to uh, Nancy's mother. Nancy rushes rushes out the door to door for help. So then the police arrive to find that Kruger has escaped from the basement. Nancy and Don go upstairs to find a burning Kruger smothering Marge in her bedroom. Uh, oh boy. Is Freddy Kruger going after her mom now? Actually, you'll find, uh, but to be fair, yeah, you probably might have seen the ending of it. 
Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, that's definitely true. After Don extinguishes the fire, Kruger and Marge vanish into the bed. When Don leaves the room, Kruger rises from the bed behind Nancy in a, uh, well, it actually looks, and this is actually inside the cover. It's like a ghost-like form. Realizing that Kruger is powered by his victim's fear, she calmly turns her back to, to, to him, and then Kruger evaporates when he attempts to lunge at her. And in a in a pretty cool special effects like form, you know, like like a sparkly special effects, huh? I mean, the eighties was a different time. I mean, technology was supposed to start to advance. Am I right? Hell yeah, total man. So anyway, Nancy steps outside into a bright and foggy morning, where all her friends and her mother are still alive. Nancy gets into Glenn's convertible. Convertible. So basically, Glenn, Glenn, T Tina, and Rod are alive. So yeah, they're alive. But wait a minute, something else happened. There was a green and red striped top suddenly comes down and locks him in as the car drives uncontrollably down the street. And somehow, I'm pretty sure this is this is a nightmare. I believe this is a nightmare. I believe, but I don't really know. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna foreshadow the next film. The three, so basically, basically the fact that the, there are three girls in white dresses playing jump rope are are her chanting Kruger's nursing rhyme as Marge is grabbed by Kruger through the front door window. And to be fair, if you look if you look closely, if you take a nice little pause, you probably notice that I'm pretty sure it's a mechanical doll or a a prototype doll of Nancy's mother, I'm pretty sure, like, as a special effect. I mean, something, I mean, something was off, I mean, something was off. I'm pretty sure there was a plush doll, or one of those, like, or one of those, like, testing, te or one of those testing dolls that was used in the scene that make it, that made it look like Nancy's mom. I mean, something like that. I, I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know what went down behind that, but anyway, that's how the ending worked. And yeah, you get the classic one, two, Freddy's coming for ya. That's true. Yeah, we get that classic, cl that classic Freddy Krueger Krueger chant, or nursing rhyme, I should say. And then the film ends right there. And I will say this: is that for a film like this, it's actually pretty good. Nightmare on Elm Street is actually a very good film. Sure, yeah, we get sequels later, even though. Some of them didn't live up to the hype. I mean, the third one kind of did, and I guess you can argue that the fourth one did so as well. But other times, I mean, you could debate about that. But other than that, A Nightmare on Elm Street, I find it as a pretty, pretty, as a pretty good horror film classic that came out in 1984. I mean, Robert Englund playing the playing the title character of well, not Robert Englund playing the character Freddy Krueger was was a very good choice. I mean, hey, he continues to do do that in other Night Nightmare on Elm Street films. Well, except for the remake that Michael Bay produced and star starring Jack Jackie Early Haley. But hey, you know, I mean, hey, Nightmare on Elm Street is a pretty good film. <laughs> you think it's a pretty good film, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, wait, what are you trying to say? Wait a minute. Are you saying there's more to it, or... 
Oh no. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> ah, oh, you just scratched me. You just, no, no. You just cut me, Kodo Kruger. <laughs> well done, Kodo man. I guess you're about you're about to meet your meet your end. You've already done your movie review, but now it's time for me for me to to take over Kodo Cinema for for the rest for the rest of the days. Any last words, Kodo man? Oh God. Oh. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is my night. Wait a minute. This is my nightmare. So technically, I could definitely be something, right? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Are you something else? Well, yeah. As a matter of fact, I am. Whoa! What the hell is? Well, this getup I got. I am Kodo Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme of Cinema Films. But both for a multiverse like this, there are possibilities. <laughs> Say goodnight, Kodo Man. Any last words? Thank you all for tuning into Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive, and good night, until next week. Oh, man. That was a crazy dream. Oh, wait a minute. What, why am I wearing something that... Why am I wearing Doctor Strange's uniform or something? I mean... Wait a minute, what's going on? What, wait, what's going on? What's happening? I, I know what's happening, Kodoban. Doctor Strange? This, wh what are you doing? What are you doing here? Well, while you were in your night, nightmare, fighting off Kodo Kruger, somehow the multiverse has been open. Oh no. So, there's gonna be another film review. Yes, Kodo Strange. Our film from our sequel that just came out for for the multiverse.